Hello and welcome back to The Hit Show. My name is Danny Russell. I am the managing editor of DRaysBay.com and today I am joined by Darby Robinson. Hello. And Brett Phillips. Hey guys. I am pumped to be back with you guys. We are seeding, S-E-E-D-I-N-G, seeding the greatest, the most beloved Rays players of all time. And in the previous three episodes, we worked our way through the entire course of 20 race history and determining just who was the greatest. We started with the Devil Rays going 1998 through 2007, the honorary Vince Namoli region. In honor of Joe Madden, we had the Glory Days, the 2008 through 2013 successful run. And then we had the quote unquote modern era. We named that one for Eric Neander, although he was you know not responsible for the first couple of years. Uh, that was maybe Matt Silverman. I know you're listening, Matt. We're just going to ignore you a little bit there. It was the Eric Neander region uh, starting in 2014. Uh, and now we, we got to catch up on everybody we missed. So we're calling this the Folk Heroes Bracket. The honorary Don Zimmer starting all the way back in 1998 through 2020. Every single possible race player. We are going to look at who we've seated so far and say, who have we missed? To start out, though, let's quickly catch up on who's been winning uh, the 16th seed because we invited that, uh, uh, made that an opportunity for the general public to vote. Uh, Brett, you've been running the Twitter polls. Who won our uh, 16th seed for the previous three brackets? So for the first bracket, it was between Jorge Cantu, Joe Kennedy, Quentin McCracken, and Brian Ricard. And that one, Jorge Cantu won it with basically a landslide. Over 50% of the votes Jorge Cantu gobbled up and is going to be added to the 16th seed uh, for that division. I uh, mean, a landslide? That's, that's, that's a landslide. So as, as someone who had a Cantu shirtsy <laughs> as a child, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get it. I have no idea why he was the most popular. <laughs> he uh, wouldn't even have to, like, gather up, make a plurality of votes with this was like a Canadian government. He would just be, okay, I'm the government now, I win. Jorge Cantu is in charge of the Canadian government. You heard it here first. All right, Prime Minister Cantu. All right, uh, Glory Days bracket, who won that Glory one? Days, Glory Days bracket, we had Cliff Floyd, J.P. Howell, Matt Joyce, and Sean Rodriguez. And the winner of this one was the hometown boy, Matt Joyce. Mm. Uh, also, I, in my opinion, the correct choice in this one. The correct choice to Joyce for this boy. I might have voted for Cliff Floyd. Yikes. Well, you're Ooh. dead to me now. <laughs> I, I voted for J.P. Howell, uh, but I very much, I, I think Matt Joyce is a very fine choice. And I absolutely, um, he, that's still one of my favorite Rays swings of all time. All right, Region 3, there's only one right answer, right? Yeah, that's the only right answer. The one that I set up all my shell accounts for. I think we had 140 votes and I was 139 of them. The winner of the Region 3 between Brad Boxberger, Joey Wendell, Ryan Yarbrough, and Travis Darno is, of course, the famous Mets catcher, Travis Darno. No! <laughs> How did he win? Uh, because he's the best choice. It was close, though. It was close. Brad Boxberger almost took that one. No, Boxing no. Brad there. Boxberger. Darby, tell me who the right answer is. The right answer is Ryan Yarbrough. <laughs> Correct. Come on. He is going to be a raise. He could almost be a raise folk hero. And mm-hmm. maybe we can maybe try to make the argument to just slide him right over here because maybe. he has an option. He, he, I think, is part of the longer history. Not to take anything away from from Travis Darno, He was instrumental in getting the Rays over the hump, especially kind of late in the season when some other folks, you know, the season grinds on, some people slow down, Bam was de- dealing with injuries, he picks them up. Great, yes. Travis Darno had a half a season with the Rays. Ryan Yarbrough has already, in a very short period of time, become one of the most trusted Rays pitchers, starters, <laughs> Yeah, what are you headliners. Gonna call <laughs> <laughs> he Bullpen, has played everything. his part to the T. He has willfully uh, accepted all the craziness thrown at him and succeeded through it. He has carried these raised teams when we have needed him most. And he might even start like working his way into like innings pitched leader boards in Ray's history. I could totally see him being the kind of Ray who just sticks around forever. Uh, you know, people look at other pitchers in the Rays minor league system right now and say, could, could that be a Ryan Yarbrough? 
you know, and, and he even starts getting those kinds of comparisons internally. He is a Ray through and through, and I, I'm with you, Darby. He might be someone that we saved. Counterpoint, okay. counterpoint, Travis Darno hit three home runs in a game and is very handsome. <laughs> okay, well, you got um, me. Never mind. I, uh, I, mean, I switched my vote. I switched my vote. I mean, if we're playing uh, FMK and the options are Ryan Yarbrough, Travis Darno, and Joey Wendell. Oh, oh boy. Smoke show. <laughs> okay, we're going to stop right there and move on to the folk hero bracket. All right. In honor of Don Zimmer, it is very important. Uh, Don Zimmer, who has his number retired by the Tampa Bay Rays, mm -hmm. and rightfully so, a wonderful honor to one of baseball's longest serving uh, coaches and players and all around great people. Um, the most beloved baseball people of all time, yeah, I think. The Zimbear himself. Yeah. We need to consider who have we missed? Who did not get pulled in uh, for incredible performance, but deserves to be part of the conversation as one of the greatest and most beloved race of all time. Uh, number one with a bullet. We could have named the bracket after him if he weren't going to be voted on for it. There yeah. is a very clear number one seed here. Uh, Eric Hinsky. No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. Dan Johnson, the great pumpkin himself. Dan Johnson is one of the greatest Rays in history, and I think he deserves a statue outside of whatever field the Rays end up playing at in 10 years or so. <laughs> Dan Johnson is fantastic. I love the man. I mean, I wish his knuckleball would have worked out and he came back oh. a third time. Come on, that would have been awesome. Just that would be a thing of legends. Uh, yeah, the folk hero bracket is, this is going to be fun because I think if anybody has a chance to maybe take down uh, Evan Longoria, who is probably the top, 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 top favorite choice. Mm -hmm. I think it could be somebody in this, if they were talking about beloved, folk heroes are pretty beloved. And Dan Johnson has delivered some of the best moments. He only had a few moments with the Rays, but every single moment stood out. Yeah. Like this guy came in and he just hit, hit after hit after hit. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, obviously game 162, that's when the legend was cemented. That's when the, Mm -hmm. bronze started to be poured and kept liquid before it becomes his <laughs> statue uh huge huge home runs there this this is a guy that just also exemplifies that sort of folk hero status right yeah. you know bright red you know he's got the the orange hair he's ginger you could say ginger it's okay <laughs> <laughs> he He's, you know, minor leaguer, uh, you know, really grinding it out, fighting to, to make it to the major leagues, doing whatever it takes. You want to see him succeed. And, and sometimes he did. that's the yeah, point. And he did. He did, he did a lot. Yeah. He succeeded so much. Like you mentioned, obviously, game 162. Obviously, too, in 2008, when the Rays were in Fenway Park and they were struggling to stay first in the AL East, and Dan Johnson came in against Jonathan Papelbon and hit a home run after, I think, getting to Boston that afternoon. Like he yeah, was he was in transit. Yeah, he, he was, was in transit, transit gets yeah. to the stadium, delivers a heroic home run. Yeah, and he, he's certainly there. And also, uh, I, I think people tend to forget this big old home run from Dan Johnson because uh, he only hits big home runs. Um, in 2011, obviously, when the Rays were starting the season very, very poorly, and they started 0-6, and they um, actually didn't even have a lead in any of those games mm. until the seventh game in the ninth inning when Dan Johnson hit a three-run home run off of the White Sox to give the Rays not only their first lead of the season, but eventually the first win of the season. So I, I yet another reason to love the guy. It's just proof of how honored uh, or how deserving he is of the honor of the number one seed is the fact that you're remembering uh, non-playoff home runs from Dan Johnson. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a clear number one with a bullet. Okay, so in the previous three brackets, we kind of pre preceded and kind of had some ideas about where guys would go or at least in ranges, but we're going to uh, leave this one wide open for the three of us in terms of determining this seeding. Very excited for this conversation. Number two. After Dan Johnson, what is the greatest Ray we have not talked about yet? Well, greatest Ray as like a folk hero who becomes a part of the fabric of our story. Yeah. The right. person who I think is part of those images, those, those things that you, when you think about baseball, there's the heart, there's the, not the mind. I think you see 
a guy getting a baseball, running the second, stepping on it, and then jumping up with two hands, and that man is Akinori Iwamura. Who's afraid of the big red bat? <laughs> man, Major League Baseball should have let him keep that red bat. It was oh, iconic. It was too fresh. It was too, too fresh too to fresh. death. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but Aki's Aki... a big part of that team, even just, ju- even just because of uh, Dave Rule's famous call to send the Rays to the World Series. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... I mean, if you remember one radio call from the Rays, it's more than likely it's that one. I have the bobblehead the Rays rolled out as part of the 20th anniversary, which you can mm-hmm. press the button and listen to the Red Sox lose. That's awesome. Mm. Love to hear them lose. And he was, a, he, was a, he was a heck of a player. He was a very, very good player. He also, that signing, that bringing him in, kind of also was part of that early Devil Rays are becoming something different. They're mm-hmm. becoming something different. They're they're adding international players to like a like a big international free agent to join the team. What's going on? They're they're moving towards something. And so he was a very good player. He he moved around a little bit on the infield, did what was needed, and uh, yeah, was a key contributor. But he also had those that key moment that uh, I think is just indelible. That's when I think of Ray's success. That is the first image I think of is yeah. that picture of, of Aki with the, with the ball going to second. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, too, it, this is such a fun bracket to see because we start talking – I mean, we, we've kind of been sort of playing loosey-goosey with what the sort of ranking is with this bracket, you know, because you know, it's the most beloved bracket. But we're also taking into account on-the-field performance. We're taking, about, taking into account, uh, again, how many people sort of love the player. And I think with the Folk Heroes bracket – you don't have to always do this, but you almost have to really ignore a lot of on-field performance because the, what's fun about folk heroes is that they're not necessarily great players. If they were, they would be in the earlier brackets, or if they were, they would just be known as like really famous, great players. They're players that mean something. They're players that, like Darby said, are part of the collective story and the narrative that we sort of tell ourselves as Rays fans. And that is, and in a lot of ways, that's just what being like a fan of a sports team in general is. It's just a series of stories that have led you to this moment. So I think this is the most exciting and the most fun bracket. And um, I want to throw up a name too, another name of a player who is another name, uh, another player who really is part of the Rays legend and the Rays story. Someone who came on the scene really in 2008 uh, and did a big old famous, uh, <laughs> did a big old famous punch against the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> player who isn't necessarily known for on the field performance, although he was very good for a while. Uh, I am, of course, talking about uh, Johnny Gomes. I want to see if we can start to seed him towards the top. I wanna, I'm curious to see right. what you guys are ranking players like that versus like mm. other players in past divorces. Right, because some of this is just legend and some yeah. of this is actual uh, long-term deserving performance. Johnny Gomes, you know, there's, there's, so there's pay, baseball players who are raised for life, mm. uh, either due to the short nature of their career or the uh, bigness of their time with the Rays. Um, Johnny Gomes, I think in baseball history may not be remembered for his Rays performance or his devil Rays performances actually when he was really a top performer, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, he was one of the better players on the bad teams. Uh, I mean, his, if you've ever seen his side tattoo on social media, it is a big dedication to the world series winning Red Sox. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah. it's it. Uh, do I want to yeah. make him the three seed? No, no, no. And I'm not saying I want to make him the three seed. I'm saying that I, I there's there's players on this list that I think are players who were very good and very important for the race for a very brief period. But then again, there's also players on this team who are more well known for other parts. Okay, of so their who career. who could we push up above Johnny Gomes on this list? Who would be more deserving? I'm willing to throw out there uh, a presence of the glory days who mm-hmm. was also one of the og devil rays and i don't think we should overlook here is dave martinez again i think if we're going to talk about players who were more well known for the time outside the rays i mean dave martinez was part of the championship chicago cubs he's part of the now championship washington nationals uh he's an important part of the early team i think that he's less of a story that rays fans tell themselves than a guy like boy Jose Canseco <laughs> oh, okay let's do it like, let's, let's do it go. I'm let's in go. on Jose Canseco yeah. he is the image of our podcast yeah. all right I I think we kind of you know I think at number three this is starting to become a good point like he was he he is a a character 
yeah. of that he is a walking, living cartoon. Not necessarily sometimes a cartoon you want to watch, but he is fascinating, a yeah. fascinating person. And yeah, he very quickly became a part of the Devil Rays and the mm. weirdness of the team. And the listen, everywhere Jose Canseco has gone, including to Twitter, he has made a mark and people remember it. Hashtag yes, we can Seiko. So yeah, I think number three, I would be okay with Jose Canseco. Yeah. And again, a guy who he's most famous for his career with the Oakland A's, but is just such a larger than life figure that I think some of that just that runoff just kind of goes to the devil Rays for sure. And, and we're actually getting to also remember Canseco more. Now the Rays this off season traded for Jose Martinez, who, whose father hit the famous ball that happened to land right onto Jose yeah. Canseco's head the and then over the wall. So now we can relive glorious other, other history of Jose Canseco now with, uh, with Jose Martinez. Okay, okay. So Darby, let me throw it to you then. We've just locked in Dan Johnson, Iwamura, Canseco. Who's number four? I kind of, we, we, we've been looking back and I think with sometimes Sokiro history, becomes a big part of it you know you need more time for me there's two names that i'm i'm banding about right here you made a good case for dave martinez johnny gomes i think would be up here except for the fact that he became an image of the worst possible team you could possibly go to like his (laughs) one of his big folk hero moments one of his big folk hero moments was punching the red Sox and attacking them and then he's now with them and he has a side tattoo. I mean, come on. He now punched it, everybody. It, it, it kills it, though. It kills it. Like, he was our hooligan, uh, mm-hmm. you know. The, not, Johnny not Gomes nice. hurts more than Carl Crawford. Oh, easy. Oh, Car- Carl was a, you know, he, he helped us. Yeah, that, Carl earned, yeah, that. Is, but also <laughs> both, like, on both sides. Yeah, yeah on both yeah. sides, for sure. And Carl earned that. Carl earned that contract. Carl, Carl yeah. deserved he, to go. He, he deserved every agreed. penny and get it. And uh, yeah, might as well take it from them. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Now, for me, number four and number five, for me, seating, I'm not sure where I'd go, but I think this comes into a modern player that's still with the Rays Mm -hmm. and one that will soon be probably managing against the Rays. And that's Sam Fold, the legend himself, and the man Choi. Love it. Okay. Okay. So you put out two different ideas there. They're very different ideas, and they're both. I think they're top. Very. Five you think these are top five names? You know, I think when we talk about legendary race players, Sam Fold's nickname is the legend. Yeah. He's literally the legend of Sam Fold. It's, you know, a perfect meme moment. He entered the mm-hmm. internet, uh, uh, Twitter sphere, and all of that uh, at the perfect moment to have his own hashtag and all of that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the diving catches the extreme performance talking about against Boston. Mm-hmm. My goodness, Sam Fold, uh, now in the uh, front office of the Phillies, correct? Believe so. Uh, but yeah, absolutely um, worthy of being remembered and his continued charitable efforts, um, uh, fighting diabetes, I believe, mm-hmm. um, continue in the local area. I think, I think Sam Fold is very worthy of a top five. I love you bringing G-Man Choi in. <laughs> I mean, talk about a player who is a true folk hero. I mean, G-Man Choi was such a low performer uh, 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 and unheralded heading into his Rays career that, uh, a quick sidebar, uh, Korean athletes are required to serve in the military. It doesn't matter that you're an athlete, you have to serve. And age 30 is, uh, is a ticking clock. And when you hit that, you have to serve or you lose your citizenship, which is very important to Korean uh, people because they uh, do enjoy uh, going back home. <laughs> and if you lose your citizenship, it's very difficult to get it back. You can't have a job. You know, that impacts the rest of your life and you're in your 20s, right? So it's a very uh, difficult decision to make. But one way you can get out of that, and if you've been reading the articles on D-Ray's Bay by Home and Lee, you already know about this. Uh, home and our correspondent in Korea. Uh, they, there are outs to, um, to not having to, to fulfill that military service either immediately by age 30 um, or at all. And one of those is international competition, an honor 
uh, bringing honor to your country by playing in the Asia Games is an easy way to do it. And baseball is a part of the Asia Games. In 2018, he did not make the team. <laughs> G-Man Choi was one of the best first basemen in all of baseball in 2019. And he was not good enough in 2018 to play in the Asia Games alongside Ryu, for instance. It, it blows my mind that he was not getting the looks that he deserved when he was uh, in Seattle or uh, with the Brewers. Milwaukee, yeah. Just insane. Uh, G-Man Choi, he, he's making – for me, he is indelible here – Obviously, for a lot of reasons, you have the um, you have the uh, the dancing, the the lovable personality, the, the fact joy. that he just yeah. just absolute joy of baseball. You know, he he brings that. But he has been a amazing player for the Rays in a short period of time, and has been such a fine. You know, this was a a, a guy that the Rays traded uh, Brad Miller after after DFAing him. They had seven days to trade. Uh, they trade him with the Brewers. They kind of do a little swap. And what's interesting is the Brewers use Brad Miller primarily as like a first baseman, a left-handed power hitting first baseman for G man. So they, they, they chose Brad I Miller think. and then the Phillies actually got him. Sam fold identified him maybe. And uh, Brad Miller goes on to actually do pretty well for them. But the Brewers chose a different power hitting left-handed first baseman over G man Choi. And they probably regret it now because Choi has been very, very good. And as a platoon, uh, with somebody else we might name a little bit later, last year, that was one of the most productive first base spots in all yeah. of baseball. Right. So G-Man Choi was a part of a top 10 first base. Top five. I think you, yeah, I think you could even I think dial it up five. to top, yeah. top three, I believe. <laughs> you know, we're talking about uh, like Freddie Freeman versus like the race platoon. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was really incredible performance between so, Choi and, uh, and Mr. Muscles. Yeah. Anthony Diaz trading off there. Yeah, it seems like the whole, a lot of Demon Troy's baseball career has been full of people not choosing him. And when the Rays chose him and were very careful about how they Well, he was a white whale. I mean, I mean, no pun intended to uh, G-Man Troy's girth. But uh, the Rays have been pursuing G-Man Troy before he was with the Mariners. Oh, go ahead, Brad. I was just going to say, and it's so nice to see the fans sort of choose g-man Choi in yes. sort of in he's already got two fan shirts made in his honor uh the the Choi to the world and mm -hmm. then also the g-man Choi rant or uh, uh, uh chant i should say mm -hmm. during the playoffs that a rant. And, speak, and speaking of that chant though that's the thing of folk heroes the trop <laughs> packed to the gills with people the led lights going off the loud the loudest that Trop has been in maybe a decade against the Astros, and there's chance for yeah. G Man Choi. I I think you mentioned something uh, here with the idea that the Rays have identified him for a while. When the Rays identify a player, usually the rest of baseball goes, "What what did we miss? What's going on here? Why do they like him?" They're they're one of a few teams that you're like, "Oh, they what what did that guy like? What did they see?" But with G-Man Choi, I think a big part of it, and we can't really underestimate it, is he, he's coming from thousands of miles away to this country to play baseball, away from friends, away from family, and situation matters. I think we, we, we miss that in baseball a lot is when we, we think about the, the things that aren't calculated. And the Rays livelihood that that clubhouse with Willie Adamas and Yandi and just the joy that is in there and allowing G-Man to have that joy as well and being a part of that family I think has allowed G-Man to be comfortable and you can't play baseball uncomfortable so absolutely I think Choi has he's part of the fandom with the Tampa Bay community he is part of this team and yeah he's already made an impact and uh Folk hero, G-Man Choi. Okay, so sure. between the two, if we're calling those top five, and I, I'm cool with it, I feel like we've made legitimate arguments for them. Who is the four seed? Is it Choi or is it Fold? We talked so much about G-Man Choi, it's almost impossible not to put him in number so. four. I think so. Okay, let's lock it in. Choi four, okay. the legend, number five. We get a modern one in there. I like it. Yeah. We're not yeah, all just... True. Nostalgia glasses. Mm -hmm. And, ju and just, just to say a few things on Sam Fold, who I love dearly and wanted to rank very highly, and I'm glad he's ranked fifth. He sort of scratches that itch for me that Baldelli did, a player mm -hmm. who, I mean, it, not the same player at, by any stretch of the imagination, but like a player who was, who was 
He's sampled, of course, has type 1 diabetes. Rocco has a mitochondrial disorder. Both of them outstanding makeup on the field. Both of them incredible charity work, well-spoken people who played their hearts out. I love that we have both seated Rocco and Sam Fold as the five seeds in their respective brackets. It's a very hard. Guys you want to root for. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the two other players we've talked about so far, Dave Martinez and Johnny Gomes. Is there anyone that comes to mind that you're like, ah, you know what? We need to talk about them first. I guess I think I we're getting into the point had- where, where Gomes and Martinez could get in there. Um, that six seed, I'm still, I'm still wondering if there's, if there's a spot, Brett, you might've had a, you might have a, a spot for it. I don't, ha- I don't particularly have a particular player that I would, I would, um, I would go for here. Um, I, well, I, can I, can that... I throw a curveball then? Can I, can Ooh. I take someone out of left field that I'm not sure many are, are thinking about, but when you actually think about the lore of Devil Ray's history, there is a name that is embedded in your conscience. Thanks to Hollywood. Thanks to the Walt Disney Company. I think we need to take a moment and give some respect to the rookie himself, Jim Morris. I think that's not a bad choice I, in terms of folk hero. I mean, how many Rays have a, have a, have a movie made after them? A major motion picture. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. with the House of Mouse. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, my 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 like connection to Jim Morris is much more through that movie than than the actual player. But this is a folk hero bracket, and so I think this is where and a part of where the the bracket kind of breaks down that mm-hmm. I think he could fall he could fall into. I don't know. I have to ruminate on it. What do you think, Brett? What do you All think? Right, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah. so he's not Disney. the sixth seed. Let's, let's drop Disney's him down a little bit. I just wanted to introduce him into the mix. So, well, who else can we bring in that might slot above Johnny Gomes or Dave Martinez here? Uh, other names that come to mind could be Jose Molina, an all-time great at the catching position. Revolutionized the idea mm-hmm. of what catching defense is. This was the kind of the, 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 the Mike Fast uh, vision in reality that Jose Martin or Jose Jose Molina is a great catcher. He is a top ten catcher in the league, and everyone was like, "What?" Yeah, and he's also that batting one twelve. He's the third best Molina in the major leagues. But but <laughs> this was the you know the Rays were one of the first teams to really implement the idea of uh, ca- uh, catcher framing and the value in that. And now over time, as we've kind of gone further and and perfected or at least moved towards improving the catching defense metrics Molina has just looked better and better and better and yes the bat speed block there are some there are some holes in Jose Molina's game however he he was had some of the biggest uh, seasons with the Rays um in the similar vein though with uh with uh Jim Morris I also want to throw out another name we're now getting that middle mix if we're talking about media, what about uh, one of the few names, not the House of Mouse, but a different cartoon in The Simpsons with Esteban Yan? Oh, Bart Simpson's. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Millhouse. Playing catch Mil- with Millhouse. Bart- <laughs> Bart, Bart's at the plate. Uh, that's right. That's right. Esteban um, Yan claimed by Millhouse. You know, Milhouse, that's fun. I mean, he's definitely embedded in the, the lore of uh, – full Kira status thanks to the simpsons who are now owned by the house of mouse we you know yeah. now on disney Plus. everything's disney hopefully we'll be soon owned by disney everything's disney uh, disney, 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 disney is welcome to cut me a check any day washington state disney's washington okay state. okay other other important figures in ray's lore uh, mm-hmm. that were not included in the previous brackets because you know honestly part of me wishes carlos pena could be in this bracket yeah. But we've already seeded him in the glory days. Part of me wishes Grant Balfour could be a folk hero, but he was also worthy of getting seated uh, in the honorary Joe Madden bracket. So we're, we're kind of plumbing the depths here. When I think about people who are beloved by Ray's fans, maybe even like questionably so, what about Andy Sonnenstein? Also, uh, yeah, not, not a bad pick. I was thinking about that too. Even, even if just for his... Uh... 
that game he um, where he uh, accidentally got to be in the three spot, but then got a couple RBIs out of the and then field. Hit a du- yeah, hit a double. Yeah, <laughs> somehow managed to hit a double and is the real number three hitter in baseball. I like him as an option. I think I think we should also consider, and, and now it's really going to start to get muddied, but I think we should really consider one of the most effective and uh, one of the most more original um, openers of the game that we saw last year who is no longer uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays, but is with the uh, Miami Marlins, mm. uh, Ryan Stanek, the 100-mile-an-hour mm. flame-throwing, Thor-haired-looking opener. opener. The right. opener, yeah. yeah. Who I coined think and believed and you yeah. know, wore the T-shirt. <laughs> he was, was all in. He wasn't in. the first. Yeah. He wasn't the, the one that made the headlines. Nope. You know, first is maybe Kittredge. Mm-hmm. First the with the headlines is yeah, Sergio. Right. But he was mm-hmm. the one that really embraced that role. Mm-hmm. I think he makes it on the list. I think all this talk, all this, you know, thing, this is the time we mentioned it at the beginning. We're talking openers. We're talking this. Ryan Yarbrough, let's do it. Let's, let's bring him it. in. Let's, let's do, do it. it. He, he is now the mix of both legend and quality play that I think we are missing for the sixth seed. I'm okay with it. Um, I think that's fair. And then these players we've talked about so far, we can get to in just a second. Let's throw it to a commercial break. And we're back. What the heck happened before the commercial break? What do you mean? Did we really put Ryan Yarborough in at number at the number six spot after he came in last in the final <laughs> vote in the fan vote? I mean, when you consider the the historical nature of the number six seed of this bracket so far, it's Aubrey Huff, Carlos Pena, Tommy Pham, and Eagle Don't say it. Horton, Ryan Yarborough. Don't say it. Oh my! I took a drink for like. Five seconds, and by the time I was done swallowing, you guys were like, all right, well, we're going to break. We got the sixth seed. No, we cannot put Ryan Yarbrough at the sixth seed at this point. Okay, okay, okay. So who belongs at number six? You got to have an answer if you disagree. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to say Ryan Yarbrough again. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, consider Oh, no, no. It's it's a challenge, right? Because when you were looking at this, we have like we've said a whole bunch of names, right? We've said Davey Martinez, Johnny Gomes, Jim Morris, Esteban Yan was up in there, Sonny was in there too. I mean, these are all names that are very, very good players, but for some reason I'm just I'm fixating on this number six seed and it for whatever reason, the six seed to me, I'm looking for a player who has maybe a little bit more of a cultural impact, uh, like broadly with the uh you know in the nation in the baseball story and like a player that was good with the race for a while and i'm just on the list of names that we've seen i'm not seeing one name that's like really really satisfying for me if i had to pick a name from the name that we said i would probably want to say jim morris just because of the whole you know the rookie aspect dennis quaid i love that guy you know that's something that more people maybe know the name of outside of baseball or at least they know about dennis quaid in that movie Something about putting Davey Martinez there, you know, Sonnenstein, definitely not Ryan Yarbrough. Real quick, real quick. Let me just, let's just run through a whole bunch of names and let me know if any of them stand out to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gabe Kapler. Is he worthy of Ray's recognition? No. Okay. Uh, Chaz Rowe. His legendary slider that keeps breaking the internet. No, not good. Most gifable slider on the Uh, How about the poet, Fernando Perez? Closer. So Closer, me, all, yeah. right, all right. Um, Malik Smith and his uh, Florida oh, chain. I love Malik Smith. Oh, just one more year of Malik Smith and it would have it been, yeah. Okay, but not too short a career. Okay, how about uh, James Loney and his saxophone? At no point do I want to see James Loney on this list. Uh, David DeJesus and his popsicle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, the popsicle, I don't get. <laughs> no, he was like eating ice cream and stuff like in the dugout, um, like all the time. There was like three or four times that he was like eating a popsicle or an ice cream or something like that. I, I don't think know. Of There's and ice cream, I think of Jose Logatone. I'll, 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 I'll throw one out there. What about, uh, what about the dude abiding John Jaso? <laughs> I mean, if anyone encapsulates Tampa Bay culture. I, I do love this new version of the podcast where you guys just pick pitch me names, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, not that one. Okay, okay, okay. Let's dial it. Let's let's consider. I I think there's one uh, name that we've been skipping over, and it's due to the crimes. But let's let's uh, put that aside for a second <laughs> and consider the uh, Rays' cultural impact of Delman Young. Mm-hmm. Well, with Delman, you have his legacy, obviously being one of the top prospects 
really had a lot of hype behind him. He was going to be the guy, kind of before Longo, he was going to be the guy that potentially was the centerpiece cornerstone player that you build a franchise around. And he kind of was by trading him and jumpstarting the glory days. The Delman Young trade tree is a very prosperous, mighty Sequoia with <laughs> everything, you know, we, we, this trade tree continues to this day with trades of Chris Archer for Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows. It uh, got brought the, the first no hitter in Ray's history with Matt Garza. It brought in the legend of Sam Fold. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it led to so many different things. Sam Miller has a great piece about that trade tree on ESPN.com. We've written about it a bunch. So his impact, and he, he also did two stints with the Rays. He was, he was with the team. He gets traded. He comes back uh, to actually have some, some postseason uh, appearances, some success. He gets a home run. And, um, it's interesting, though. His legacy is, is mostly of, of disappointment, of what could have been and, and what failed. Yeah. Uh, but his legacy with the Rays is, is kind of positive, but we don't like to see him here, but we love to watch him leave. Yeah, no. And I think that's a great point because I think that the legacy, his legacy, his legacy with the Rays is, is, is a legacy of absence and of what came after him and what he was able to do. I mean, Delman Young was the little seed that planted this amazing trade tree that netted us all of these wonderful players. So I would be more willing in my mind to rank Delman Young at a number six seed if we could just put like a little asterisk, asterisk next to it and be like the Delman Young trade tree, put a little, put some parentheses in there because we don't, I mean, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about Delman Young. We're not talking about his actions as a player. We're talking about the quality of player that he brought back because without that trade initially, the Rays would look very, very different. Wait a second. What about Kevin Cash? Oh, hmm. Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash is a folk hero. I mean, he is a Tampa Bay Rays player who has mm-hmm. gone yeah. on to do great things for the franchise. Mm-hmm. Huh. He's one of the most interesting managers in baseball. He's willing to do, in a lot of ways, he's been more interesting than Joe Madden recently. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because I feel like a lot of what Joe Madden does now is I think what a lot of things that Joe Madden does now, it's one of those, he, he's still trying to like play the hits, you know, trying to be a little, little strange, but is he will, is Joe Madden, he, lately he's been talking a lot about like these very traditional things and like being kind of more set in his ways as, as we all do, as we get older, Kevin Cash willing to just, Throw, throw random stuff. Be like, opener, let's try it. Let's uh, pu- be able to pull a starter when it's the key situation, despite like what the backlash is. I don't know. It's in- he's an interesting guy. Not, nothing to take away about Joe Mann because he innovated a lot, but I think he kind of also hit a point where then he's just playing the hits. So you have a new manager doing, again, interesting things. Some of it works out, some of it doesn't. I feel like including Kevin Cash on the bracket because he was a devil right for a little bit is like the biggest loophole of all time. (laughs) (laughs) But I get it. No, I get the appeal. Everything that Jarvis said is true. I, I mean, frankly, I'm still more inclined to pick Delman Young over Kevin Cash, but I think Kevin Cash should be included in this bracket somewhere. I think that's pretty reasonable, honestly. Can put him in lower against Delman Young and let the fans decide. Ooh, well, that, that's if we, uh, we can do that. If you want to put Delman Young at six, and then it would be what twelve? Eleven, I think. Uh, eleven, yeah, that's right. Six versus eleven. Without any March Madness this year, I have no idea how brackets work. Uh, yeah, what? Let's do that. I'm I'm okay <laughs> with that because those are let's, two of the more gerrymandering the heck out of this bracket. I'm down for it. Those okay. are two of the more. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to have an opinion. Yeah. And it may not be a positive opinion, but I think that would be an interesting seating yeah. because I think Kevin Cash has a legacy here already, and Delman Young does have a legacy. Yeah, let's yeah. See. I think that's not I think a that favorable own. one. I think that's yeah. fascinating. All right, we have gerrymandered. So six seed right. Delman Young, <laughs> okay. eleven seven. seed 
Kevin, Kevin Cash. Cash. Incredible. So now we have seven, eight, nine, ten in the middle to to plug in. Okay, so we've mentioned a bunch of names. I think we've got some strong contenders in Ryan Yarbrough, Dave Martinez, Johnny Gomes, Annie Sonnenstein, Jim Morris, Esteban Yan. There's one more name that I want okay. to throw into this list so before we can start getting into the seed and then to the bottom kind of bottom part of the bracket. Yeah, hit me. Again, very recent history, one season with the Rays, part of a big, big trade, big flashy trade that a lot of people were kind of floored by. Mm-hmm. And that is this big trade with the, the Cleveland Indians where Jake Bowers, who seemed to be one of the big uh, cornerstone pieces, was mm-hmm. traded out of nowhere. And with $5 million, the Rays spent $5 million and Jake Bowers to get a behemoth, this giant man, and his five major league home runs, <laughs> uh, yeah, which know, nobody made sense. But Yandy Diaz, who yeah. started more as a uh, kind of almost like memed with us because it, he, he's absurdly large man. He <laughs> breaks the mold. He looks more like he would be in the Mr. Universe contest than he does in baseball. And then when you look at him, you go, oh, well, that guy hits like 60 home runs. See, like, obviously. But he was no home run power, uh, lots of power, but all doubles, line drives, grounders. Some of the hardest hit uh, velo- exit velocity in baseball, but the launch angle was low, low, low. Cleveland couldn't unlock him, but a lot of Cleveland fans, a lot of Cleveland fans believed that that might've been one of Kevin Cash's uh, friends, Tito Francona, might have been a failing of Tito in not getting the most out of him as they could and a failure of the organization. So when they traded him, Cleveland, Rays fans were, were upset about Jake Bowers. Cleveland fans were more upset because suddenly Yandy Diaz was gone and they felt like this guy was ready to pop and he did. We mentioned him earlier, part of the, the sixth best by, by Fangraph's war, uh, tied for fifth best, by Fangraph's War, first base platoon with G-Man Choi. And a guy that, when he got hurt, that was, a, that was a huge blow to the Rays late in the season against left-handed pitching, but he came back, as a folk hero does, right in time for the postseason to deliver two key home runs and win the last uh, playoff series, I guess, or playoff, uh, eliminate a playoff opponent mm-hmm. by beating the Oakland A's in Oakland, silencing that 60,000 crowd and winning the game thanks to his home run so i think yandy diaz belongs high on this list yeah i agree with that i think that's a pretty reasonable uh, stance to take he definitely has had a lot of really good stories even just written about him at this point and he's going to be with hopefully be with the team for a good bit just the fact again just the fact that he looks like he's like 280 pounds and six foot seven and looks like he should be you know in like the wwe and is hitting not a lot of home runs is, those is power, a, his power started to get unlocked. It's getting that, there. That I mean, counterpoint, though, I think, I think the legend of Yandy Diaz is just, just beginning. I don't know if I can put him 7, 8, 9, 10. I mean, I feel like we've talked about names that are legendary among all Rays fans. And although we, who are very dialed into the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, you know, I've invented a Yandy Diaz shirt that got put out there. The, if you've seen it, it's the mm-hmm. flexing, and it says Big Guava in honor of uh, Tampa Bay's nickname, right? Um, uh, On the two different muscles. I I, I think he's worthy of consideration. I'm just, I'm going to veto seven through 10 for for Yandy. So let's. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I do think. He's in, he's in. If we do this bracket next year, I think he's. If we do this bracket next year, he might be in the modern era bracket. Like I think he actually qualifies on performance. Yandi, I am buying as much stock on as Yandi as I can. I think he's great. And I do think when you come to a Yandi G-Man platoon, though he, he plays a lot of third base now too, if you do a, a Yandi G-Man platoon at first, is that the happiest and most joyous and smi- <laughs> most smile, like the, the, the sweetest first base platoon imaginable? Those I don't two know. Guys? I, I, I feel like it's, it's not even the sweetest first base like group in Ray's history with Carlos Pena holding they're, down. They're the living up. They're living up for to Carlos's legacy. Yeah, 
right, I guess I'm, I'm okay it. with him being on the list, if, even if it's low, but I, I yeah, just wanted to wrap to my a, boy Yandi. I agree with Danny. He needs to be on the list. I, I don't see him being any ahead of any of the names that we listed before. I do also think that Yandi, hopefully as it continues, he does become a big key contributor to this team because I do think having a, uh, maybe not a, a star, but a, a big key contributor uh, who is Cuban in that Tampa Bay area is really key. It's it's good it's to important. have somebody yeah. for um, the the rich Cuban history in in the right. Tampa and Ebor I'm proud area. to have Yandy Diaz right. on our team, and I, I agree with Put you. I think, it's, I think it's good. Okay, so let's before we. It sounds like we're we're going in circles on seven through ten. So real mm-hmm. quick, I want to uh, throw more names out there. Exactly what we did earlier. Uh, I do have a list of, of names here, and I think we need to whittle down um, because we've got like 12 more slots to fill. So real quick, let's run through them. Just give me quick reactions as I throw names out there. Jeff Keppinger, in or out? We're talking out. about short seasons. Out, right? Okay, just checking. What about uh, Yoshi? Yoshi Tsutsuko. He hasn't played for the Bay Rays I don't even know him yet. Don't, don't yeah. know him yeah. out? Okay, okay. Listen, I, I had to try. Lance Carter? <laughs> Mm. I have no vote in, vote in well, at best. Okay. Okay. <laughs> at okay. Best. What about All-Star Brandon Geyer? Okay, we've, we've, oh, we, if 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 Johnny Gomes is in, is Brandon Geyer in? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to jump in here with Brandon Geyer. I actually do think he belongs. Maybe maybe low. Maybe he's a lower seed. But I I think Brandon Geyer, Mr. Has hit a by pitch with himself. The yeah, yeah. He he was he the Dom Baylor of the modern era. Uh, he. Was a fascinating player, very good player, great platoon player, and I mean, and never a starter. I don't know. I think he he, he left has a whole an John Bra- He has a whole John Bra like video based off of him. That's he true. Whole, he's a he's the he's, right, right, right. he's in the maybe. He's in the maybe. Let, let okay. me let me run through these. Rafael Soriano, M F I K Y. If you know the acronym, you know what I'm talking about. Sure. I, I, he's a maybe. He's a maybe for me. He's not a hard always, for I'm yet. Always, like, I'm always on the fence with relievers, so maybe. Right. Rookie of the year, Will Myers. <laughs> I think I think he's in, he's interesting conversation. Uh, I feel like that know. could be a vote in. Let the people decide. Yeah, that's a vote in. Yeah. What about the magic of Casey Kochman? This is that would be the most that I, that also to me is a vote in because that is so polarizing. He's interesting though. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back around to that. Uh, Jose Molina, we mentioned earlier, yes. is is he on this list? Somewhere? Yes, firm. Yes. Yeah, he is. All right. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to bring that. one back. I'm going to bring one back. Hear me out. Cliff Floyd. Mm. He was in the vote in. He did not win in the glory days bracket. I feel like Cliff Floyd and Eric Hinsky, I almost wish I could pair them together, mm. you know, to hear Evan Longoria talk about them. If you listen to uh, Neil Solon's excellent podcasts that are coming out on a weekly basis during this baseball drought, Evan Longoria credits, Floyd Nihinsky with his development as a leader, his first year in the majors. Uh, both of Just those players were veteran raise preference. I, I know, <laughs> I know, but they they are important parts of mm-hmm. 2008. When I think of the 2018, I do think, you know, like the three veterans I think of would be Cliff Floyd, Eric Hinsky, and Willie Ibar. But you know, for different reasons for Willie Ibar. Sure. Are they are they in this conversation? I, I think Floyd. In beloved Ray's bracket, I think is a is it's a maybe. I would maybe. say maybe is Hinsky yeah. in. I think you can either have Floyd or Hinsky. I, yeah. I don't think yeah, they, they split the vote. I think yeah. I like Floyd better. Yeah, uh, I'd rather I have too. Floyd in there. I do too. All right, all right. We're bumping down Hinsky. Floyd's in the maybe section. I got a couple more names to run through. Uh, we mentioned <laughs> Ryan Stanek earlier. Uh, I'm I'll, gonna. I I like Stanek. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll say yes to that and let's start. I think that's a maybe. He's in the maybe. Chaz Rowe. I'd like to, but I can't. I'd, I'd I can't like to. I I don't. Uh, if we, if we need another spot for the vote in, I'd put him in the vote in just because he is he has brought a lot of joy. I do feel like he's a contender there. Yeah, he's an interesting player. What about Doug Wechter? No. Devil Rays. All right, sorry, no, sorry Oh, sorry. Doug, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I just tried <laughs> and I got a I got a hard no. Uh, Dan Wheeler. The, the cat says no. Uh, the cats, my cat's saying no. Yeah. Um, All right. Sorry, Dan. Uh, how about another guy who was in the voting category but didn't make it? JP Howell. Ooh. 
Yeah, I do, yeah, I do feel like he's in this conversation, Ooh. right? I think he's yeah. in this conversation. I'd say he yeah. is almost more in the conversation than for me. Like memories of the Rays, Rafael Soriano mm-hmm. was was a better maybe pitcher for his one year, but JP Howell. I kind of remember him as like I know. Soriano went from here to the Yankees and he was more of like a hired, hired gun. Great. You know what? If Soriano was part of a playoff team, yeah. I feel like he's in, but 2009 he had a was a bust, right? He so really didn't have a moment. I don't know like, what he was writing on the mound when he bent over and, you know, doodle. Mm. So scary. <laughs> Such a scary guy. All right. Uh, moving forward. Mike Zanino. <laughs> Mr. Florida himself. Danny, question oh, just Darby, for me. Darby, you want to. No, you I can't. Listen. After this year, Mike Zanino will be on the bracket, clearly, after the amazing uh, 100 games or 82 games or whatever. You know, I, I know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm the, maybe the biggest defender of Mike Zanino. Okay, so Brett, Brett, what do you think? I, I, I have him on this maybe list. I don't know. I think he's, again, he's too much of a Seattle guy at this point uh, like you know like his best when, moments are seattle you know, like far. z is good is like a lookout landing seattle thing and his best moments have been with seattle and he will probably be a very good player for the Rays, but i, I don't think of him as like a part of the fabric of the he's team. he definitely was a very big part of the team he is so dedicated to defense and working with pitchers especially young pitchers he's one of the most intelligent catchers in baseball in terms of knowing understanding like the process of catching and, and, and theory um, performance wise. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's there. Okay. Okay. So then uh, I've just got a couple more names then. Uh, one I'm, I'm, I'm already seeing a no Kyle Farnsworth. Oh, he, I have you a tough closer, my heart for that guy, but so oh, intimidating. I, he's a cub though. I mean, you think he's a cub. Farnsworth. He's a cub. He, he was yeah. our closer yeah. and you think of him as a cub. I yeah. still think of him like intimidating the heck out of Miguel Cabrera. One of the best <laughs> moments. Great moments. Oh, Great moments. Wow. But it's probably not enough to put him on the bracket. No. Okay. Hideo Nomo? Nomo. Uh, my memories are just of Dodgers. Is that a, okay, that's a no for Nomo. All right. Nomo. What about Gabe Gross? If we're thinking about... I mean, we're not if even only if we put Kapler a Gabe Gross, Gabe Kapler. I know. In, in the same dual. way, I feel like Floyd and Hinsky get partnered together. If, if no. Kapler and Gross could be the same uh, line item on this bracket, it'd be great. Yeah. But they yeah. just don't. No. Okay, okay. Four more names, and then we'll whittle down to the, to the final seating, I promise. Uh, Vinny Castilla, part of the original hit show. No. We all hate him, just right. The most, the most, uh, the worst of the hit show. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Uh, Joe Kennedy. Ooh. Didn't didn't survive the double raise voting. I was just thinking back. I was looking back at the list. Mm. I have too many people I can put ahead of him. Okay. Yeah. He's not going to so, make the bracket even. But but he maybe. he got a lot. He's getting a lot closer than than some of the others. He's, I think we got a little now. bit of online hate for not having Victor Zambrano in the Devil Rays list. Oh, let's bring him up now. Okay. Victor okay. So he's a, he's a maybe. He's a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's another oh. example of a guy. <laughs> let's oh, bring good. him up. Down. No, that's a no. Yeah. Okay. Another example of a guy whose uh, best moments with the team are the moments where he's not with the team. Was fleecing Steve Phillips. Okay, okay. Last last name, and then we'll whittle these down. Unless you guys have someone I haven't said. No. Casey Fossum. Oof. Okay, a woof is a no. I'm pretty... <laughs> it's just a sad... It's a sad woof. I feel like if you brought Casey Fossum to modern era, we could maybe do something with him, but... Okay, 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 okay. So, um, we have... A pretty good, a pretty good short list going. We got okay. like fifteen names yeah. and twelve slots left. So okay. I feel like we're cooking right now. Um, so we set uh, seven, eight, nine, ten to seed first. Let's ban them out. Let's ban them out. I think the number seven in this list, uh, seed number seven, should be Jim Morris. What do you guys think? I mean, Too we're high? talking about cultural impact still. Yeah. Okay. I, there's there's people that I now that Disney Plus is out, maybe people have watched the rookie <laughs> again and are like, oh, look at that. I, I we were putting Dennis Quaid on this list, right? Yeah, Dennis Quaid. That's true. Dennis Quaid. Right in. You know what? No, no, no. It, the answer is J.P. Howell, isn't it? Oh, yes. Okay. If we're, it, yes. If where's any, any, give me a, an inch, I'll take a mile. J.P. Howell, <laughs> one of the most fun deliveries, wild guy. We had memes on D-Ray's Bay early on. Uh, I think he's, I think there's a, a place in people's heart for J.P. Howell. 
I know high. we were dancing around. I love him. Gomes, but... Martinez here. I, I think. We, we I... could. Would, would, would it be better to put Gomes over Hal for you, Brett? Yeah, I think but so. Put him in the same spot? That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah. I think Gomes and Hal to me are very, like, you know, I get it. Indicative of, like, the, the kind of weird, like, yeah. new culture of the Rays. Yeah. Yeah, like the new stuff that they're doing. Just a weird new team. Even if Gomes was, you know, with the Red Sox and has a Red Sox tattoo, I will never not love Johnny Gomes. Okay, so, so we got Gomes, Howell, seven, eight. Number nine, I'm really feeling Andy Sonnenstein here. Yeah. For me, I just I Ryan Yarborough. I can't think I can't let him slide any further. <laughs> I'm going to dig my heels in right here. He is not going to a he he is staying in the top nine. I I love Andy Sonnenstein. Actually, him at number 10, I'm okay with, but Ryan Yarborough. Come on. I'm telling There's you. There's cultural I, impact. He look, is somebody, you, a part of this. Like, a part of the gonna, movement. If you're going to put Ryan Yarbrough in at number apparently. nine. If you're going to put Ryan Yarbrough in at number nine, then we have to put Jim Morrison at number ten. I can't see him below Kevin Cash. Like, just, okay. for, the, just for the Disney level of it. Like, I don't really give care me Yarbrough, too much about the guy. I'll give you Dennis Quaid. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, bam. We just went one through 11. We've got Johnson, Iwamura, Canseco, Choi, Fold, Delman Young, Johnny Gomes, J.P. Howell, Ryan Yarbrough, Jim Morris, Kevin Cash. We're almost there, boys. I still think okay. Yarbrough's too high, but I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yarbrough I'll, is I'll, very high on this list. <laughs> he and might lose the so. round one voting. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to... You're gonna have Defer- to... Deservingly so. Oh, wow. Voting of J.P. Howell to take Ryan Yarbrough, Darby. I think that's a great... I, I'm, I'm willing to... I might even vote against him as much as I defended him. Okay. All right. I'm, All right. I'm ready. So Probably. after Kevin Cash, uh, let's tighten this list up. We've got the potentials are Dave Martinez, kind of a one-two punch there if we put them side by side. Andy Sonnenstein, probably the mm. next one. We've got Jan, uh, Jose Molina, Brandon Geyer, Cliff Floyd, mm. Ryan Stanek. I feel like the answer is Andy. I think at this point, Andy's – he he was also yeah. that indicative of a yeah. Rays type of pitcher where we the, – the Rays seem to get a lot out of these types that are like throw 87 – 88 lots of bendy stuff he also had those moments like brett brought up the 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 joe madden mistake with the lineup card and batting out of order which then made us lose the dh and then suddenly now andy sonnenstein is your number three hitter and oh it immediately pays off because that was everything joe madden touched at large all the writers at dras but i definitely feel like andy sonnenstein is slipping in right here yeah I th- I'm I'm fair with that. All right, next, if we're talking about cultural revolutions and importance for Tampa Bay Rays history, I don't I don't think we can let fall any further, Jose Molina. I think that's fair. As much as I was so frustrated watching Jose Molina like bat, exist. I, I not exist because I'm sure he's a very very nice man. He was not legit- exist on the Rays roster. Hold on, that's sure. right. <laughs> he was a legit. He was a great catcher, certainly a great catcher at a time when catching statistics and catching sort of sabermetrics weren't really being created yet or were just in the cusp of being created. So he was certainly underrated and misunderstood. He's frustrating. He's frustrating. I know a lot of people are probably going to be frustrated that Jose Molina is on the list, but I do think he deserves a spot. That's the unluckiest spot at number 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we've already sl- pre-slotted Yandy Diaz to 14. Up next, yes. I, right. you know, our top contenders, I mean, our, our maybe list here is down to Dave Martinez, Esteban Yan, Brandon Geyer, Cliff Floyd, Ryan Stanick, Lance Carter, Will Myers, Casey Koshman, and Chaz Rowe. <laughs> this is Dave Martinez's moment. I feel like when we're considering an OG Devil Ray who was part of, I mean, you consider how much time you watched Tampa Bay Rays baseball on your television, how many times you looked and watched it. Dave Martinez on the field in the bench next to Joe Madden. He is an ever-present part of of watching the Devil Ray slash race. I feel like he is as much a Mr. Devil Ray as as any of them. I, I feel like I put him up there with Jake Rodriguez or something. Like it's almost like this guy yeah. who feels like he was always part of the team. Yeah. The thing with Dave Martinez for me is he did. He he is a is a guy that I, I'm not gonna fight hard against because he is a a great a great dude a great baseball guy. He does have a connection both playing and coaching here. At 15, I, I'm okay with it. 
I think I think we're in a in a spot where am I really that much more passionate about Brandon Geyer over Dave Martinez? No. no. I'm more passionate about seeing here here's the thing here. I'm very passionate about seeing the Washington Nationals win the World Series because mm-hmm. Dave Martinez ever the Sharks were circling to get him fired. And he held on, and that team played their hearts out for him. And I was like, yes, I want to see Davey win yep. that title. I don't think anybody left on the list, I, if they were on another team, I would be like, yes, that guy, former Ray, I want them to win. No, I, I, Dave Martinez, I think they, it revealed in the postseason how much I really was like, yeah, Davey, let's do this. Yeah. The first thing when the, when the Nationals won, I said was, oh, this is so good for Davey Martinez. Right. So I, I think, you know what, that's actually... In the Zimmer bracket, Dave Martinez is, is that Zimmer type that I think around baseball, there's nobody that has a bad thing to say about that guy. Okay. And then that means there's only one option left for 16. I don't think we can pick anybody else. I the think it's vote clear. In. It's a vote-in. The six, well, yeah, the vote-in is 16, but oh, I, I, I get, so we got, we got to pick our four. I get what, you, I get what you your idea is, though, Danny. I agree oh, no. with what you're about Oh, to no, do. you're right. So are our we, four. did we really just seed one through 15 without Esteban Yon? Yeah, okay. we did. Yeah. Oh, we did. We left no. him off the list twice. I know. Okay. Well, Esteban Yon guaranteed to be in the vote-in. He's the vote-in yes. king. He, 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 he might win. We talk about him every single episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How did we not seed him? It's amazing. Um, okay. So very quickly, I think Esteban Yon is in there. If we wanted to, we could always take Johnny Gomes off just for – just as a punishment for his uh, Boston days. Oh, um, that's but that brutal. just seems punitive. That um, is so uh, brutal. Johnny Gomes is an important part of Tampa Bay Rays yeah. history. Yeah. Hal is, Yarbrough is, Jim Morris, I think cultural impact. He's the maybe the weakest player link, but cultural yeah. impact, sure. Kevin Cash, I really like being on there. Sonnenstein, Molina, Yandi, Dave. Yeah, wow. I, think, I think Jan in the vote-in. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Him. Let's see how much of his cultural impact really is. Yeah, I mentioned him point. in four four podcast episodes in a row. Let's see if anybody really remembers or cares about him. So Esmanyan's one. We need yeah. three more spots. Do we want to throw Cliff Floyd in there again? No. If he if he couldn't win a vote, he lost once. a vote. He lost yeah. a vote. Okay. He's not going to win it again. I think we have to throw in Will Myers for the well, length of what's ha- like the length of his impact and just how much of a mess. It he was, was an he was an interesting. He was yeah interesting player. Um, Rookie of the I, year, incredible yeah. hair, and by incredible, I just more mean remarkable. He was well ahead <laughs> of the quarantine hair uh, sure. trend. Um, I think Stanek should be in here. I, I don't. I really you don't. don't. You really don't. You don't. Huh? I mean, okay, so he was a first round draft pick. There's who, a bottle opener with his face on it. Sure, he's he's Thor. He's he's a uh, what do they call him? Crack Thor. <laughs> oh no poor Ryan Stanek I no, just I love feel the guy. like it was uh, I don't know so, guys so the okay, options okay, here so the, we've got two two slots left four names Ryan Stanek yes mm-hmm. we've got Lance Carter former all-star I mean we can't put him in over oh. Ryan Stanek we can't I, not at all <laughs> just we brutal. can't I made a it. rule at the beginning of this that every all-star would, would show up somewhere but no. That's not, well, they showed up and now they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> the only right, reason well, we mentioned his name. For the joy Sorry, that it will bring Adam Sanford, Lance Carter does not uh, qualify. Okay, so we're down to three names in two slots. Casey Kochman, Chaz Rowe, Ryan Stanek. Of those I think, three, I think Kochman and Stanek, oddly enough. Yeah, that's exactly <gasps> I what I was going to say. I feel like Chaz Rose's slider is remarkable mm-hmm. enough. It is, but you, you're going you're to set the record for lowest number voted if you put Chaz Rowe in, in the thing. Because Chaz Rowe, again, his slider is beloved. beautiful. Yeah. People his, love the slider. He's, he's not, not one he's not of beloved. ESPN's most viewed videos of all time in social media history is of, ja- uh, of Chaz Rowe. It's true. Hmm. But. Rays fans do not love Chaz Rowe. Yeah, they should. They should love him more. I think he is yeah. is Adam Ottavino without the, the 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 name recognition. He has a very similar every all the peripherals. I love Chaz Rowe. Do not get me wrong. I could maybe make you could maybe sway me over Kochman. 
just for the tip of the cap to Derek Jeter. We oh, don't just, need oh, any more recognition of Derek that Jeter. So mad. That's you know forever. What? That's forever in any video of that three thousand hit. Get him out. He does not get on our bracket. Yep. Correct. Row and Stanek. Let's go. You know what? That I just remembered that because MLB is about to play like uh, oh, seven weeks of hours Derek of Jeter. Derek Jeter. Awful. I'm not watching that crap. Where Where is our fifty hours of? Uh, you're telling me I have to yeah. watch seven yeah, nine hours of this loser failing to make plays on defense? Lots of Trevi, ground balls, just just off to his left. Just Trevi, you going like fifty hours of some Devil Rays player, and you couldn't think of a name. I think it's kind of indicative of what we're going with here. Julio Lugo. I would watch sixty-four hours of Julio Lugo. Oof. Unfortunately, we already have. Mm. That's just the nature of being a Devil Rays fan. All right, sorry. So, so Casey. our vote in. Our vote in. the now. pooch on that one. Don't you dare tip your cap to – there's enough people tipping his cap. Uh, Will Myers, Chaz Rowe, Ryan Stanek, and Esteban. Three relievers! Let the people Love decide. Relievers. Let I the like people it. Decide. I like it. That's, okay. a, that's a very interesting vote in. Who gets I, the privilege to lose to the great pumpkin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because for sure, who's going to upset Dan Johnson? Yeah, all right, all right. Boys, this was fun. I think this was a good bracket. Uh, I can't believe that Espanyan fell all the way to the vote-in category. But I think that just means a- he was around for the longest possible time. All right. Which is so fitting for a guy like Espanyan. That is, that is so true. <laughs> He's there. All right. Well, with apologies to everyone who didn't make the list, uh, Doug Wechter, better luck next time. Uh Let's see what the people decide. All right, this is gonna go live. We'll have the voting category. The 16th seed will be decided. And then we will be putting out each of the brackets for vote. The next time you hear from us, we will discuss who won. And we will also say who we think should have won. And maybe we'll have kind of like tandem brackets going. We'll have real life, which we can comment on. And you know, if we have any uh, decisions to be made between ourselves if we think the bracket should have gone another way we'll, we'll see what happens so i think this is gonna be fun I'm all right till next time thanks for listening to the hit show mm-hmm.